Welcome to the Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast. I'm Cindy Owenby. I'm a seasoned women's ministry leader, the founder of Women's Ministry Toolbox, and the author of Rethinking Women's Ministry. This is the place where women serving on the women's ministry team in their local church find hope and inspiration for building a flourishing, Christ-focused women's ministry. Our series on hot topics and hot takes continues today as I tackle the topic of Bible games. Way back in episode 22, I talked about how icebreaker games can build community. Today, I want to expand on that topic a bit and chat about Bible quizzes and games. Spoiler alert, I don't do Bible quizzes, Bible trivia, or Bible games with rare exceptions. You may have a different opinion, and that's okay. I want to encourage you to listen to the end and be open to the idea that it may not be having the effect you desire. Before I share my thoughts, I want to ask you a question. What's your goal in using Bible games? Is it to develop quick recall? Is it to encourage women to acquire more biblical knowledge? Maybe your goal is just for your women to have fun. While we want women to read their Bibles and grow in their understanding of God's Word, knowledge on its own is not enough. We don't want women to only know about God. We want them to know God personally. Look at the Pharisees. They knew God's Word, but they couldn't recognize Jesus in the flesh. If our focus is on Bible facts and not sharing the gospel, we have missed the mark, ladies. If we can learn to filter our women's ministry decisions and planning through the filter of why, I believe we'll be a lot more effective. Bible games are great for people who know the Bible. They can be great for people who've grown up in the church or who have attended Bible study for years. 20 years ago, that probably would have described most of the women attending your meetings, your fellowships, your Bible studies and events. But times have changed. This year, the small group my husband and I are in includes at least four people who did not grow up in church. It's a constant reminder to me that they don't understand many of the words that we throw around. God's word is new to them. They are hearing most of these stories for the very first time. It can help us to remember that not every woman in attendance has read through the Bible. Pointing out what they don't know is not encouraging. Instead, they'll leave our events feeling like they aren't enough, like they have so much to learn, that they don't fit in, or maybe that they'll never catch up. I don't know about you, but I don't want any woman at any event to leave feeling less than. I want women to leave feeling loved, encouraged, wanted, valued, and smart. And let's consider our guests too. I hope you have women at every event or meeting who are guests. It's best to operate in the mindset that we will have visitors. Always expect visitors and plan accordingly. Assume there will be women in attendance who don't own a Bible or who've not read the Bible. Assume these visitors won't have a wealth of Bible trivia at their fingertips. Even if you make participation optional, Highlighting their lack of Bible knowledge in any way may keep them from ever coming back. After this short break, I'll share the exceptions to my no Bible games rule. 
Do you feel overwhelmed by the thought of planning a large event? Have you ever forgotten an important event detail? Are your events feeling tired and need a refresh? I've said yes to every one of those questions too. Planning great women's ministry events is much more work than most people realize, and it's why I created the Women's Ministry Event Planning Course. As a women's ministry leader with over 20 years of experience, I've had the opportunity to plan lots of events of various sizes. I've pulled together all of my best resources, forms, and advice for you in this comprehensive course. Great women's ministry events don't just happen. They take intentional planning and preparation. Discover event planning techniques and secrets that will allow you and your team to execute an event with excellence. From monthly meetings to retreats and conferences, you'll discover tips and ideas that will bless your planning team and the women that attend. You'll find the Women's Ministry Event Planning course at womensministrytraining.com. As I step down off my soapbox, let me say that there is a time and a place for Bible games. Bible games can be an effective way to reinforce what was just taught, like in a Bible study or during a retreat weekend. We played many Bible games when we taught high school juniors, but we focused on the material from the lesson we had just taught that day. At the end of one of our women's Bible studies of Ephesians and Titus, I created a game. You can find it on the website. It's called Paul or Princess. I pulled scripture verses and mixed them up with quotes from princess movies. I put women into teams, so if they did miss a week or more of Bible study, they weren't at a disadvantage. Because most of the princess quotes are pretty easy to find online, I did ask that they not use their phone or Bibles. But you could easily make your game an open Bible game so that women do have a chance for success. Another exception I've recently made is I am sharing women of the Bible trivia questions in the Women's Ministry Facebook group for our church. Once a week, I post a question on a graphic that has two possible answers. The wrong answer connects with another woman in the Bible. Every graphic has a hint on it with the scripture reference. I want to encourage women to open their Bible and read God's Word. If you want to purchase a set of these graphics, you'll find them at www.womensministrytoolboxshop.com. I'll drop a link in the show notes too. Please hear me. I'm not saying all Bible games are wrong. I'm speaking specifically about women's ministry events, fellowships, Bible studies, and meetings. If you want to gather for a friendly game of Bible trivia with your friends, please do. So that brings us to today's toolbox tasks. Number one, discuss the pros and cons of playing Bible games at your women's ministry meetings, Bible studies, and events. And number two, decide when they are appropriate and what guidelines you'll put into place so women aren't discouraged by their lack of Bible knowledge. If you're looking for a game or icebreaker to play with your group, I encourage you to check out the icebreakers and games page on the Women's Ministry Toolbox website. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. You'll find lots of ideas that will encourage connection and conversation as women share personal preferences and experiences. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast. Leading in women's ministry can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. You'll find support and ideas you can use in the Women's Ministry Toolbox community Facebook group. We would love for you to join us. 
Search for us on Facebook or visit womensministrytoolbox.com slash groups to access the link. May the grace of God carry you through difficult ministry seasons. May He direct your steps as you seek to make Him known. And may your love for the Lord be apparent to every woman you serve.